There are so many demands in the real world as we grew up from being a school-going kid to working on corporate projects. A strong academic foundation is not just about sticking to the patterns, but ad adapting to the dynamic changes and being flexible in the way students are prepared to face the world. And through all this, technology stands out to be the change maker. But how? Welcome to the podcast. I'm Aishwarya, your host. In today's episode, we're going to be speaking to Aditi Agarwal, founder and CEO of School of Future, that aims to reinvent the way education is imparted to students. Aditi is an educator who started her first NGO when she was just 17. She's been working in this education field for about seven plus years now and has lived and worked across many countries. She's passionate about enabling each and every child to have access to an education that allows them to thrive in tomorrow's world. Hi, Aditi. It's wonderful to speak to you today. Hi, Ashwarya. Same here. Very excited to be talking to you and be a part of broadcast. Right. So let's begin with the School of Future. The name sounds so refreshing and ambitious. So what is this project all about and how did it begin? Um, I mean, honestly, since the very, you know, when I would reflect on my childhood or when I would think about um, education and the purpose of education, I think what would stand out to me is that I feel very honestly the purpose of education is for us to help young people become good citizens and like become good people who are doing good things for the world. You know, it's I'm, I'm simplifying it a lot, but that's what I see as the main core value that we as educators are trying to provide. And when I would think of that and reflect on the fact that like, as an educator, as a teacher in classrooms, uh, in various situations around the world, mm -hmm. I feel that I very rarely saw that delivered. You know, so the right. whole purpose of School of Future is to enable young people to become what we like to call future proof. And what I really mean by that is that we need to enable, especially students who are in schools, um, and the younger the better, honestly, but really students who are spending so much, like we spend so much time in learning uh, systems and in, you know, being in school. And our entire focus is on things like math, science and English, all of which are really important, but just mm -hmm. it's, it's not in sync with where the world is today. You know, um, I might even go as far as to say that in like the way that things are today, it's a lot more important for you to know how to talk to someone else, how to manage your anger, your emotions, um, how to collaborate with someone else, how to uh, come up with new ideas. Those skills matter a lot more today than your ability to do calculus, because probably the computer can do better calculus than you can. You know, <laughs> so that, that I, I think like the way that the world has like shifted to being so focused on academics and especially like so I have nothing against academics. I used to be a uh, you know A plus kind of student and I really I love studying. It's one of the my favorite things. I'm a big big nerd at heart. And so to me like you know even saying this seems silly but the reason I have to say it is because it's like we're not teaching essentials to our young people. It's like we're trying to gauge like how much can a human mind um, ratta and like how much rote learning can you fill into a child's head. Like, what is the purpose of this, right? Like, what right. are all these even driving? The whole, if the whole idea is to help young people live good lives, we should be focusing on that. 
so that's what school of future aims to do it's called school of future because um even though to me it seems like the most normal thing it's not uh, normal at all in traditional schools around the world so we are trying to reinvent the reinvent both what students learn to be a lot more focused on being relevant uh, skills like communication emotional intelligence financial literacy problem solving critical thinking entrepreneurial thinking all these kind of skills so we are trying to reinvent the what and the also the how because i think there is um, you know very like the the way that we teach the pedagogy that we use um, is is very different from what we see in traditional classrooms and we wanted to do that as well so that's kind of what we are doing at school of future and why it's named uh, as such wow thanks for that crack uh, saditi uh, when you explained is like getting back to what should have been the basics for children mm -hmm. and i think you were very right in mentioning that we have to move beyond subjects to deal with concepts that uh, the real world throws upon us and it's not yeah. just uh, as you said like you know starting with kids is much better but as you grow you find a lot of different challenges so being prepared for that or understanding hey these are the challenges requires that kind of a mental conditioning and yeah i see that the school of future is aiming at providing that kind of a path for uh, youngsters absolutely absolutely that is really the whole point right like it should you should when you graduate from school you should at least have a basic sense of you know how do i make money what do i do with taxes okay. how do i work with like just basic things right um why am i spending 16 years in an institution that is not doing any of that um then and, and 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 it's also the fact that there's so much time right we have that time to be able to train young people in the right way mm -hmm. and to get them ready for the real world not just in terms of the tools or the subjects or the theory that we are teaching but just the lived experience of it right like the the way that they think about the world the mindset uh, that they have when they approach um, you know everything like their ambition their goals um, their career their future i think all of that we have somehow limited for our young people right like we, we think that these are the three narrow pathways that are available and today if you look at like the data of you know how jobs are evolving what's happening i don't think i would be wrong to say that uh, instagrammers um, who in, influencers on instagram are probably making a lot more money than a lot of so called safe careers so in in this kind of like world that we are living in that's highly automated there's so much change happening yeah. we need each of us needs to just ask ourselves like where will we flourish and what kind of career pathway makes sense for us and then start to experiment with it in small ways right there is like job security is a very old concept that i don't think yeah so so you know so so we need to prepare ourselves in that sense and that's what Uh, school of future is trying to do yeah see i uh, the one thing that i really like about this is the fact that this is sort of inculcated in children right when you're growing up because mm -hmm. most of us grow up and then we realize hey there's an alternate path and i th think it's, it's nothing wrong to go experiment and choose this but the amount of uh, confusions and uh, the kind of decisions we make go through a, a, it's it's like a long winded path so i think uh, when children are knowing about this whole setup right when they're growing up in understanding this is okay for me to take it saves mm -hmm. a lot of time and a lot of clarity is brought forth when they do this right absolutely and you have definitely hit it on the nail by saying that i mean it's you know we, i'm never ever telling children that oh 
the work that you're doing here you could never do without us or the fact that like you know whatever you do here you'll never be able to learn it's it's true all of us actually like the problem is that every single human has to learn these skills right okay. and not taught and the problem then becomes that some people like you maybe might be able to pick it up during college hence you go on a specific career path other people might take longer and they yeah. learn these skills by the time they're 25 some might not even learn these skills ever and that shows up in your career path that shows up in how many promotions you get that shows up in um if you get fired like you know all these issues uh, that we see as like um things that ha- just happen they happen because we never trained for them you know we never um, allowed like as kids we never really thought about what will i ashwarya do um, that will really enable me to move mankind forward like imagine if you started thinking that when you were 12 years old and you were asking, asking that to yourself like it's not even it's not that ashwarya has to respond to this question or answer it right away but just living with that question for a few years which were formative for you that would have made such a big difference like that's what we are trying to create for each of our students you know that kind of experience of let's dream big let's have a supportive community around it and then let's make things happen and see the confidence that comes with it see the skills that you learn on the uh, on the go when you're in that kind of a space and that's that's really what we are trying to do yeah that's a must needed mind said i should say to in, inculcate in students and to give them that kind of a thinking all right so now that we are talking about um, the crux and hmm. what the school of business stands for i am more curious to know about how does technology play a role in this especially when trying to bring in a change in the way learning is given to students how do you see technology uh, mapping the whole picture right right so um that's a really great question ashwarya and the reason i love it is because you know i am um i studied literature at lsr and then i went on to study social innovation management uh, in kenya and so um, and and since like i was 18 probably i've only thought of education uh, very honestly and you know the one of the things that happened uh, that somehow like got clarified in my mind at some point was maybe it was because as you mentioned like um, you know we had a non profit that we had started when we were in college so maybe it's because of that but i've constantly been thinking of how do you create a massive delta um in the world right and there there right. are three ways to go about it one is that you can create a lot of impact um by working very closely in a classroom of let's say 40 students right and these 40 or 30 students whatever these 30 to 40 students i'm really going to figure out a way to make sure that each of them becomes phenomenal you know that's what i call a lot of vertical impact um horizontal impact is where i might not work with 40 students i might end up working with 4000 students i might not be able to do as much with each of them as an individual but i'll be able to give more you know it would be spread out like that and to be very really honest with you what i feel is that all innovations that i've seen in education are mainly like genuine innovations which have led to transformative change in uh, the child's life have always been vertical you know there have been exceptional schools exceptional organizations exceptional ngo working with a community that kind of vertical deep deep impact and to me one of the biggest things was i really wanted to go after horizontal impact and when you're going after horizontal impact really the only way to do it is to build a phenomenal product so that is what we focused on uh, from the get go 
and this is with zero coding experience zero like product experience but what i had been doing was um you know i i had been consulting with educational with schools uh, international mm-hmm. schools from around the world and my whole job was to understand the needs of that school very quickly and then design a program to solve it so in a way i had been prototyping school of future for a very long time but i just been uh, doing all everything that i was doing it was in person and so when when i started to think of school of future my basic thought was how do i take the transformative magic that i create in a one on one experience where i'm teaching um, you know maybe um, or not even teaching where i'm facilitating kids to understand emotional intelligence or understand each other as a community and be nicer to each other um, how do i take that and how do i make it into a product like that's the question that i kept asking myself and so what we did is uh, the key innovation at school of future is the fact that it is a product driven um, organization so everything is productized um, we do mentorship so every student gets a one on one mentor but even the whole mentorship process the way it happens what the mentor looks at what the mentor shares with the student everything is productized then the students themselves um, so what happens is that as the child is learning they are on an online platform that we have built um, and actually funny story on that kelsey and i learned how to use uh, like how to build it ourselves because we just could not find a tech co-founder so we actually uh, went way deep into understanding um, how to use no code tools and build That's it ourselves that's quite an experience <laughs> it really it was insane but honestly it has given us a crazy level of confidence in our product yeah. we literally know uh, i i can definitely understand yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that, so but my point with that was just that what happened what we were able to do are things that are super non intuitive you know um, to other people <laughs> to people who are not teachers not educators things like that so we have uh, built features and things in our product that it's really non intuitive to anyone who doesn't understand this space um, but it works super well for our students and so each of our students is able to uh, be on our platform the moment they land the first thing they see is something called community space and then even within that we start from a space called off my chest which is really a place for any child to write anything anything that is going on through their mind so students have had fights on this they've talked about mental well-being issues they've talked about death they've talked about covid they've talked about uh, body image issues they've talked about everything <laughs> everything that teenagers do yeah and you know they they like they, they and that's just like a simple thing that didn't even you know it was it was just that we know that we are um, running a program called entrepreneurs academy but we are dealing with kids and kids have like kids do not have these kind of spaces and we okay. want to create those kind of spaces so we have done like a lot of things in the product that are um, non intuitive but work really really non intuitive to external people i mean but right work really well for kids and kids have access to this platform anytime they want they can use it from the computer they can use it from the phone um and the way that it helps us is that it makes the whole student community stronger kids get to read each other's uh, work they get to comment on each other's work they get to really uh, get a sense of who is this you know um, random girl called sara who's sitting in the us who thinks exactly like the way that i do let me find out who this person is and get to know them more you know those kind of connections can really happen or even um, in the base on the basis of the fact that 
like if you're looking at uh, an issue like let's say you're trying to solve health and you're based out of the uk and you're trying to figure out like what are the innovations that have happened you might have a lot more to learn from a student in kenya who's living with like the innovations of health that they have seen and so those are the kind of connections that technology and our product has really helped us facilitate which would have been really really hard to do if we were running a personal in person kind of program right it it really makes total sense now listening to what you had explained and i i actually have a lot of individual highlights starting with the fact that it was a no code you know product platform which is an amazing thing so first of all congrats on that to have is the whole big challenge so that was a wonderful thing and what i really liked is when you specified you wanted to go behind the horizontal front of it because there are a lot of products dealing with uh, niche spaces but one of the major challenges that i also found here is the fact that it's not fully grown adults who are going to be using the product it is basically for children and for children things have to be so upfront so yeah. the design i presume is you know should have been much bigger challenge for you like as you said to keep yeah. it more intuitive to make children understand things right when they are there on the platform and of course the other interesting thing is the entire program is a platform which is a product so yeah. all of this are so integrated and i'm i'm actually more um, happy to hear that students are finding it more convenient to post those things that are running on their minds from being uh, about their mental well-being to discussions about uh, what should be the next course item and so on so that exposure for them at that early age is definitely something that will help as they grow through and uh, yeah not leaving out the point on the ability to foresee and connect and adopt strategies from across uh, multiple regions that's of course another important thing so um, yeah wonderful to see that it's been achieved through the product yeah thanks uh, for saying that i think i mean honestly it's about like the what we have found is we worked with um, the first group of students that we worked with there were 17 kids um, they mm-hmm. built the product with us you know if there was it be when we write a book for um, like the journey that we have been on those 17 kids will get like a lot of special attention because um we built it very much with them you know this right. is a product that is for kids it was built with kids and the whole idea is and we wanted to build an exceptional product actually like that was something that was really important to me like because i just i feel i've seen so much work uh, happen in education that doesn't translate to real um change that i i genuinely wanted to build something that could actually do what it set out to do which is like if we are proposing to kids that in 100 days you can become an entrepreneur then i better have a curriculum and a plan and a product and everything in place that actually delivers that yeah, you know yeah. so, so that was like a lot of the focus as well that it has to work it has to be really good and it has to be what it needs to be rather than what other people are doing you know you wouldn't believe this like we looked at obviously like it's not like i i have used coursera i've used like a lot of these products and i've worked in education so much um, in the edtech space that i know what's there but we also didn't rely a lot on like existing stuff we wanted to build things that mattered to kids and we prioritized yeah. accordingly you know 
See, that is what is the strength that I feel with the School of Future because uh, the major thing that you and the team were clear on is the fact that this is the purpose and this is exactly what we need to be doing. So even for the product, I think when you mentioned about the prototyping and how you were already prepared with the purpose and what the entire platform should stand for, that brought in much of clarity and that brought in even the kind of problem statements that you should be addressing with the product. Right, right. Actually, that's very insightful. I've never thought of it like that, but I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, you know, now that we're talking about uh, the entire uh, perception of both students and how um, you and the team were able to address to that, I would like you to walk me through the whole, uh, you know, the journey that you had by working in other countries. I know you've had a vast experience by working on other different programs. So what is it that you found common and different in the way that education was given to students? And mm -hmm. what were some of the learning patterns that you took uh, as prototypes to building the platform that you have with School of Future? Right, um, that's a great question. <laughs> Probably I could I could take like hours answering it. But I think, um, you know, I, I always think of it in these, in, in terms of resources a little bit. And one of the reasons I wanted, uh, so I took a job where um, you know, I had never gone to Australia, but my job was to basically look at um, helping this organization I was working with expand in Australia. And one of the core reasons I wanted to take that job was because growing up in India, understanding like working in Delhi slums, understanding like how, you know, under-resourced schools are what they are doing and what's happening. I wanted to see what happens if you have all the resources in place, if you have all the money and opportunities in place. Um, and I think it it honestly is still not what I expected or hoped that it would be. Um, you know, because because I think what's happening is that across the world we are still not able to truly sit down and focus on what matters in education and how do you get to that as much as possible you know and it's and it's also like no individual is obviously at fault this is like just the reality is that we are dealing with a really really old heavy system you know and uh, like a, like a really simple way to think about it this visualization that i love uh, uh, one of my mentors shared it once with me is just like imagine that you are on the titanic you know and you can mm -hmm. see this iceberg right in front of you if you are on the titanic and you can see the iceberg you obviously want to avoid the iceberg right but it's so hard because titanic is so heavy so to be able to move that massive ship around there's just no way you will hit it uh, by the time that you're trying to move the ship around the education system is a little bit like that where everyone in the system can see it and wants to avoid it and has like the i would even say at least i don't know will is too strong a word but definitely the attitude like they want to avoid it but they just like are almost incapable of doing it you know so there's there's that kind of um feeling that i get pretty much whatever school i would go to you know i would feel like people were still bound like they just they wanted to do other things that they could not do and that was like really um, damaging innovation in whatever space they were in. Like you'll always find innovative, amazing people wherever you're going, um, be it, you know, in um, Indonesia, Cambodia, uh, Australia, like anywhere, Kenya, like I've seen, I've come across so many amazing innovative people in education um, and teachers who are making things work 
with like you know while being in a tin shed classroom or like a really massive amphitheater like people working very very hard but i think the reality is that till we change till we really think about what is it that we want our kids to graduate with what do we want our what do we want them to live with and learn and like talk about um and change those systems and make those things a lot easier i think we i i don't you know i i don't think we'll be on the right path um so it it does need a lot more overhaul than we are thinking um is required you know if you look at the new education policy that's been released like the things that have been put in there to implement all of that in the current infrastructure is almost going to be impossible and anyone who says differently is not either not fully aware of the policy or not fully aware of the system in itself and the overhaul is a very like it's just so hard so i i also don't know where it's at honestly but um, that's that's what i would say based on my experience i feel that there's a lot of great players um the system is really not um amazing and i think everyone is uh, each individual is really trying to do their best but they they are struggling for sure so that you also stated in a way definitely relates to the the environment that we are all in because there is uh, to consider education to be more like a stereotype there is a sort of um, uh, convenience that we are all you know surrounded by and then we need to break that convenience and have the drive to go work towards the challenge which as you said is is not going to be a single person's job it's something that has to come through uh, as an integrated approach holistically yeah. agreed by a lot of people around both yeah. in the society and uh, in those different cultural garments so yeah it is definitely a challenge but uh, I'm, i'm glad that individual organizations like yours are working towards uh, shattering that kind of a solidity and trying to get more flexible in in going back to the basics of what matters more to the student more than what pattern we should be uh, replicating and sticking by even in the years to come absolutely yeah and and very hopeful because i feel like you know every day um, one the new generation like just young people are amazing like the more we can listen to young people the better we will be off as as human kind i feel yeah. less tainted by society less like you know and and so that's a definite joy the fact that you know we have students from 19 different countries um all teenagers all from very different backgrounds um and the fact that they get to learn with each other do like build amazing things together build organizations like that's that's really powerful and i think we are um the the whole the hope is really that more people like us do the work that we are doing and then more young people get inspired to take on like bigger challenges that need to be solved in the world because i think if we are able to do those kind of things then we'll really be able to put humanity <laughs> on the right track yeah yeah definitely change starts early so it might as well start with uh, the students who are going to make up the future <laughs> absolutely right thanks abhi for sharing those things with us okay so the next part and the concluding part of the session is going to be a quick rapid fire round so i just have three questions to you and uh, whatever comes to your mind at the very instant you can share that with me so we keep it as quick as possible okay. all right um the first question if you want to learn a new skill now what would it be um woodwork wow interesting so i mean no specific reason as such for picking woodwork but just like i have been 
I I feel like it would be interesting. I feel like you know I've been doing a lot of thinking work, and I find that when I work with my hands a little bit, um, it enables me to do my thinking work better. So that's why. Yeah, there is a sort of correlation between the hand and the brain, no? So it it yeah. sort of induces more creativity. So yeah, that's of course, cool. uh, uh, an activity of pay too. All the best. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, um, the next one. Who's one person that you wish to work with? I think Brian Chesky from Airbnb. I just find it insanely cool. Um, you know what he did, um, what he has done. Like, it, it, just think of Airbnb, right? It's such a crazy product. Like the fact right. that we let strangers into our homes. It's the most invasive of relationships. <laughs> somehow, it's like so normalized and. celebrate yeah. i think that's just cool and i kind of want to do that because i i feel a lot of the way that airbnb was built in terms of the way that they approached the problem the design approach that they took to solving it like that really resonates with me so i i would love to work with him perfect yeah i think i would agree with you here because i would also find brian to have brought in that whole uh, you know behavior centric view when none of us were really looking at that concept it was mm-hmm. so novel at that time you know for us to think through oh my god so we can uh, meet new folks we can sort of rent our houses to strangers so it it's become more comfortable right now so i think that sort of an attitudinal shift uh, was a way to a uh, novel thing back then with the product absolutely yeah 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 So the last question would be um, complete the sentence with three words. I love dash. I mean, the most obvious thing comes to mind is food. <laughs> but if you want a non-obvious answer, um, I love entrepreneurship, education, and exploration. So the three E's, I should say. <laughs> yes, I have thought about this. This was not the most inter- instantaneous answer, I guess. I mean, never. <laughs> never in this like context of the question but just that these three words are words that i've used to describe myself many times i see the point yeah and and it suits the kind of uh, you know conversations that we had today is is revolving around this so it perfectly fits in the picture right right awesome yeah Thank you so much, Aditi. Today's conversation has been really uh, insightful and also a tad bit of fun for me because we discussed a lot in terms of how education is changing, and I am certainly on the same page when it comes to uh, when you're starting something, start it early. So mm-hmm. getting there to the basics for students and setting things right there will definitely play a role in the the future endeavors. So yeah, all the best uh, with the entire journey that you're undertaking now, and I'm so glad that I hosted you today. Thanks so much, Ashwarya. It was really lovely to speak to you, and knowing that you are one of the upcoming entrepreneurs with broadcast, like it's just really awesome to be able to talk to you.